Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Steam-Powered Heron. I'm Jeff Gearhead Kowalski. I'm Louisa Copperbottom Heron. <laughs> nice, we all did one. We yeah, switched we to Steampunk it. and we yep. were able to all do one. <laughs> Could somebody do a Steampunk cover of that song about apple bottom jeans called Copper Bottom Jeans? Jesus right, Christ. You you That's that. too much yeah. for me. Well, that sounds good. I'm you tapping out. Bye. Yeah, good night, everyone. <laughs> you put that copper circuit tape in the jeans, and then you can use them for computers. The jeans are computers in this scenario. How's this? Is this good? This Computer is, bottom uh, jeans and the boots with the fur. <laughs> with and the boots with the circuits. Oh no! Yeah, you're right. Christ. We're doing great. Are we? Yeah. I think we're doing evil. <laughs> Uh, two sides uh, of the same coin. That's mm. true. Which um, hold on, which side is great and which side is evil? Uh probably on. the one the one with the eagle is the, the good side. I was actually just gonna say I think you're confusing great and evil with George and Eagle. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> the yeah, two sides bad. of the coin. <laughs> yes, I see. Oh uh, sorry. The birds of prey were evil. We just established that in the pre show. That's true. Mm. Well, only certain birds of prey are evil, because some yeah. of them are still pretty cute. Yeah, like, Harley okay, Quinn is evil and Andreas oh, no, is not, good. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Does a penguin count as a bird of prey? No. Why? I guess so. They do eat fish, huh? Yeah. Ooh, Some I got you. Evil. I stumped you with my logic puzzle. Emperor penguins are evil because, one, they have red eyes, and that's how you know. Those and eyebrows. Two, smash the monarchy, so. Oh, good point. And imperialism, especially. Yeah. Uh, I can't even Google the definition of a bird of prey because of this movie. <laughs> Thanks, Hollywood. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> like, are you watching a movie while you're trying to record this? <laughs> but I got you. They have to have talons for grasping or killing prey, and powerful yes. curved beaks for tearing flesh. Yes, penguins. Yeah, are I think those. that they do have those. Yeah, do they? Hmm. Yeah, they're not curved in the same way as like an eagle, but yeah, they are. So, there what you do go. you know? Also, parrots are parrots birds of prey because I think they have both of those, don't they? They just have those little feet that they can ring a bell with, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah, those... beaks are curved, but only for tearing into nuts, I think. Uh, parrot, to... Parrots aren't carnivores. Oh, good point. Mm. Was that one of the criteria? Uh, I think so, yeah. They eat fruits, okay. seeds, nuts, yeah. flowers, and bugs. I was gonna say, a lot of bulbous beaks, like chickadees have, are uh, made to bite seeds, so I would guess it eats for parrots. Yep. Mm, they're uh, so cute see. when they're eating, like, a mango or something, though. Ugh. Oh, man, there's nothing better than turtles eating strawberries, though, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> They love it so much. Okay, so people use the term raptor instead, specifically to exclude penguins. (laughs) That is fucked up. Uh, Because they would include storks and penguins, the term bird of prey, uh, and they don't want to describe birds and penguins with that category. Mm, Herons also. Long talons, beaks for stabbing fish. Mm, That's true. Nope, they want to just talk about, like, hawk and eagle type birds. Yeah. Why? Cool ones. Uh, examples of animal-eating birds not encompassed by the ornithological ornithological definition include storks, herons, gulls, skuas, penguins, kookaburras, shrikes, songbirds. Mm. Oh, you know why, Matt? Because you don't want to talk about birds of prey, like you're going to airbrush a cool painting on your van, and then have to include pelicans in that. Oh, uh, that would be awesome, actually, <laughs> if you were like, oh, can you airbrush on the side of my van an awesome bird of prey flying, like, in front of a thunderstorm, and then they came back 
and they had a penguin in a biplane flying in front of a thunderstorm. Well, who could be mad at that, though? Yeah, that would be Matt, I have more good news for you based on our pre-recorded conversation. The term raptor comes from the Latin rapio, meaning to seize or take by force. Mm, So we know that it dates back to at least Latin times. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Great. Cool. Good job, everyone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Are you gonna leave that in the show? Because it's gonna mean nothing without the context, and I don't want to explain the context. Mm-hmm. No, uh, we just won't explain, and everyone can assume. Um, okay. Matt, what, what'd, you, what'd you do this week? Uh, so I had a very, very busy work week this week. I ended up working 25 hours of unpaid overtime. Yay, Ooh. capitalism! Um, and so to keep myself sane, I had, I started a new show streaming based on Netflix recommendations, and the show that I streamed in the background while I was working is Lucifer. Have you guys watched the show Lucifer? No. I have not. I don't even know about it. It is maybe... And I, I realize the grandioseness of this statement, but I think I'm going to stand by it. The best television show ever made. <laughs> it is maybe the dumbest premise for anything that's ever been made by human beings. <laughs> is Does it have a dumber premise than the comic book upon which it is based? I think it's probably the same pr- premise, although I have not read the comic. I did read Sandman, which the comic is a spinoff of, but I don't know what the premise of the comic of Lucifer is. Mm. However, so here Here's the premise, and I'm not, I swear to you, I'm not making this up. Okay. The premise of this show is, it is a procedural, like, CSI or, um, Criminal Minds style, Mm. like, every episode they are solving a murder, and it's like a buddy cop comedy between a plucky young woman detective who's hard-nosed and she gets things done even if it's not by the book, and her partner, the actual devil Satan himself- (laughs) Okay. Extremely, that, extremely so powerfully good. Why is he on the municipal payroll as a cop? Is he question, is a consultant. Oh, okay. He's a Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> he's a. He's a. I mean, it's. It actually plays out a lot like the the show Psych. Mm, okay. <clears throat> so he's pretending to not be Satan. <laughs> Uh, I do appreciate on the show, I will say I am enjoying this show because it is aware of how dumb it is, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, I also appreciate the fact that at no point in the show is anyone ever, is he ever like, I'm not Satan, or like, trying to hide that he's Satan. When people are like, your name is Lucifer, he's like, yes, because I'm Satan. And they're like, haha. <laughs> so... He just lives on Earth? Does, <clears throat> everyone accepts that? Uh, I mean, the whole, like, meta story is about how he got tired of punishing sinners in hell after they'd already done all their sins, so he yeah. comes to Earth to punish sinners before they get to do all their sins. Mm, when oh. everyone's punished, the devil will walk the Earth, etc. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's what it says mean. in the Bible. Yeah. etc. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, a lot. That seems lazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why does the devil punish sinners? What do you mean, why? Yeah, doesn't he love sin? Well, okay, so they actually get into this quite a bit in the show, which is a good uh, sort of examination of the Catholic dogma in general, is the idea that all of the archangels were created for different purposes throughout all of history, and uh, Lucifer was created as an archangel to represent humanity's free will, and so his whole, like, 
skill set is around uh, unleashing people's inner desire, what they really want to do, so that they can mm-hmm. follow their free will. But part of that is that he needs to punish people for having uh, like inappropriate desires. That seems unfair. Okay. Well, and the definite, I will say the show's definition of inappropriate desires is things like murdering people or like touching children inappropriately. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like, I mean, the, the Satan in the show is always encouraging people to have deviant sex and like have fun doing, getting drunk or doing drugs and stuff. He loves that stuff. He just doesn't like it when people hurt other people, okay. which so I, mean, this is I think a, is good. This is a devil who likes to party. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think that this devil. is the devil that is represented in in actual Satanism, mm. where it's like, do what yeah. thou wilt, harm none. Which I is, guess Satanism yeah. was cool and not a bunch of libertarians now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Satanism is goth libertarianism. <laughs> yes, which that's sucks. True. Yeah, which sucks. They did do an episode where they encountered a Satanist cult and Satan was like, these guys are so lame. <laughs> <laughs> they are. It's like... I don't know. It's like a combination. It's like someone's D and D group all signed up for Fet Life at the same time, and that's <laughs> Satanism. Yeah, I mean that's every D and D group I've ever been a part of. Also, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christ. Yep. Anyway, it's a pretty good show. If you want a show that is like mind-numbingly stupid, but but aware of it, it's a good show. Mm. It, it's like it's very easy to kind of watch. How long has it been going on? Uh, there are four seasons right now, and huh. apparently Netflix is working on a fifth. That's pretty amazing for Netflix. Well, it, it started out on the CW, I think. Uh, and then Fox. It- Fox? Really? Yeah, weirdly. Uh, even though they did a crossover with all the CW shows uh, during Crisis, they uh, it was for some reason a Fox show, because Warner Brothers does not know how to manage their IP. I will say it's very good that it is... It, they do, what, how should I say this? It is explicitly set in a universe where the DC comics are real. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. because like, it, it is a DC, it is based on a DC comic. And the guy who played Superman in Smallville, uh, is on the show for one season, and that's pretty cool. Oh, that's fun. Tom Welling? <clears throat> he doesn't play Superman, though. He plays another. I wouldn't uh, think so. Bizarre character. It'd be extremely weird for them to put, like, a whole different thing just in the Smallville universe. You say that'd yeah. be weird. I could totally see that happening. That is true. the most convoluted of their, uh, of their shared universes, though. I will say, minor spoilers for the third season of Lucifer, so skip ahead if you care. I will say that he plays another supernatural character, and you don't know who that, what kind of supernatural character he is until very late in the season. But his one thing is that he is invulnerable to, to like, mortal weapons, and huh. they make a lot of jokes about how, like, bullets won't kill him, and is there some kind of kryptonite that would, like, weaken him? It's very funny. Good gag. He's faster, <laughs> he's faster than a locomotive, more powerful. No, more powerful than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, who stars in this show? Because why have I never heard of it? Uh, nobody's. I mean, okay. like, the guy who plays Sa- Satan is very good at it, but I've never heard of him before, and he's never done anything else. Hmm. I have to look this up. Yep. It's good. I think, Louise, I think you would actually like it a lot. I might. I might give it a try. Yeah, uh, people seem to enjoy it. Tom like, Ellis yeah, plays the devil. I, I cannot stress enough, you need to go into this show not expecting it to be smart. <laughs> 
that is the one thing that will be a downfall if you watch it and you, if you watch it with the attitude of like, <laughs> this is dumb. Like, if you can say that to yourself and keep watching it, then you will enjoy it. Okay, Louisa is going to recognize this guy from being on a bunch of BBC stuff. Yeah, I sure am. I'm already looking at that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, which is fine. I didn't realize he was uh, English, but now I know. Yes. Well, of course. How dare you? Well, okay. He does a very <laughs> posh British accent on the show, though. Yeah. As you pretty would cool. expect for Satan. I mean, Tom Ellis is a pretty normal name for a Welshman to have, so I can understand the confusion. <laughs> There's a lot of names. I-, I talk to people sometimes, and they don't know that names like Morgan or Evans are specifically Welsh names. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. So if your name was Morgan Evans, you're extremely Welsh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or is it only Morgan as a last name? I've heard a lot of people say that, like, Jones is just a generic last name, but that I'm like, true. no, that's Welsh. That's very Welsh. Yes, but it also is generic for the Welsh. Mm. Well, sure, but Wales is a tiny country. True. So anyway, uh, Louisa, <laughs> what did you do this week? <laughs> I'm sorry, I got way too distracted looking at all these pages I've opened. I've closed Looking them. at all these shirtless pics of Tom Ellis. <laughs> no. I, was I will say he gets he shirtless was. a lot in the series. Oh, and yeah, also, he's the devil. Yeah. He, uh, there's, there's an awful lot of, like, like, uh, debauchery going on, which is fine. Uh, but I do appreciate the fact that many times on the show, people will be like, he'll be flirting with someone and they're like, hey, that's a man. And he's like, yeah, I know. Like, I flirt with everyone. I want to have sex with literally everyone on earth. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's a really good, uh, canon, I think, that has come to the fore in the past decade. I know it especially from True Blood, but the idea that if you're a creature who just lives forever, yeah, you're gonna start to just sexually experiment with whatever. Yeah, being <laughs> be straight would get boring. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, so what did I do? Um, I yep. did some drawing this week, which I haven't done in a very long time. Ooh, what'd you draw? Numbers. What's that? Anyone? Lot- drawing lottery numbers out of a, one of those spinning globes. Yep. <laughs> I wish the good work if you can get it right yeah you drew <laughs> the lottery like numbers <laughs> between wheel of fortune and jeopardy you were on the television <laughs> i'm one of those old people from the uh, i wonder do time. you think i bet it would be super fun to design one of those balls because like the only spec is balls. it needs to make ping pong balls bouncing around look interesting <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Someone should have hired Rube Goldberg to make one of those. <laughs> now, when was Rube Goldberg alive? Also, he was, was he real? Teens, I think. The trouble with Rube Goldberg is if you told me, like, he was active in the 1960s, sure. If you told me he was active in the 1860s, sure. I uh, don't know. I think he was just a cartoonist, though, wasn't he? He didn't actually make things. Yeah, he, he made... Uh, cartoons. Uh, he was born in 1883 and died in 1970. Damn, okay. So he spanned that whole time period, yeah, basically. Yeah, long time. Well, good for him. What were we talking about? Oh, what I did. I did some drawing. Uh, I haven't done that in a while. I don't know if you guys like to do that, but something that's just, you're working on it. I didn't have any music on or anything. I just sat down and worked on something for an hour with Jesus. no distractions. Kind of amazing. I haven't done that for a long time either. It's downright yeah. psychotic. I know. It felt very weird, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I've been similarly I've been doing tape making some notes for a possible novel I wanna maybe start writing soon, and um it's hard to do that when there's distractions, so I've been sitting in a quiet room just like writing in a notebook with a pen and it's weird. Yeah. It feels so weird. You start to hear the clock ticking really loudly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very weird feeling. But uh I decided I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I was just gonna let myself 
draw whatever I wanted, and I drew some um, botanical sketches, but mm-hmm. of plants that aren't real, because I used colors that I wanted to use, which aren't uh, natural. Mm-hmm. And then I did some acemic writing, which is writing that isn't a real alphabet and doesn't have any real meaning, but has mm. the look of writing, which okay. I want to do more of, because I like that. I like uh, meaningless things that seem meaningful. I really like that in art. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it was kind of amazing just to do that, just to let myself do whatever. Because I feel like now that I have so little time as an adult with a full-time job, so little time to do any kind of art, I feel like if I want to even start anything, like I need to already have a really good idea and know it's going to be really worth the time. Yeah. So it's very hard to make myself do anything from that perspective. And then even if I start things, sometimes I'm like, well, this isn't this doesn't really mean anything. And then I give it up. Yeah. So just well, doing this start to finish, I did it in an hour. Like, it was just amazing to just do something and not worry about how important it was. Because it's not important. It's fine. Yeah. Similarly, I feel like when I work on artistic endeavors, especially writing stuff, like, that's just just for me, I feel like I... I have this, uh, like, desire to appeal to an audience that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm gonna write a novel. If I if I end up writing a novel, almost certainly it'll never get published and no one will ever read it. So why do I care if the audience likes a certain thing or not, you know? Yeah, yeah. because the audience is fictional. The audience is you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the audience is, at best, like, me and maybe one or two of my friends. It's hard to sort of uh, arm your mind against the idea that someone would look at any kind of art you made and say, well, why did you bother making this? Yes, that's true. Because <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> if you put it out there in the world, like I put this on social media and people were very complimentary, if you put it out in the world, people are going to be nice, so you're wrong on the first part, that people are going to immediately question why you did it. And second, yep. you have to remember to yourself, if someone does question why you did it, it's none of their business, and they're the ones being a jerk. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> it's really hard to get over that, but it's true. Like, yeah, I can do, I can actually make whatever I want, and it's none of your business if I do or not. Also, I think it's it's hard to get good at things if you have that mindset because you're like, yeah. like when you're doing something for the first time, you're gonna do bad at it for a long time, and so if you're producing, like, I've I'm still working on getting better at doing woodworking stuff, cabinetry and things like that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things I make, they suck. They're really bad. (laughs) But, like, no one needs to know, and I don't need to feel bad about it, because if I make a hundred terrible cabinets, I'll make a good one eventually, and then I'll get better at it. But it's hard to remind myself that that's how it works. Yeah, I think about that a lot. It's hard to know what's going to give you enough positive feedback as you do it to keep you going. Like, Mm -hmm. cooking has always done that for me. And I've put uh, 10 hours into cooking things that turned out terribly, and it's Mm -hmm. been like a huge failure. But that's never made me want to stop cooking. But other types of mm, art, it has made me want to stop. So I don't know what it is that keeps you going in certain things. Yeah, yeah, agreed. what lights up the right part of your brain. Yeah, I feel like that's why I like fixing things so much, because it's something that I already know how it should work, Mm -hmm. and the win state is getting it to do that again, so I know I did good if I make it happen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of the things that I'm making from scratch, I'm like, is this done? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I don't know. Is this good? Is this good enough? Can I stop now? Yeah. 
And then you reach the point, um, especially with like art, uh, the physical me- media art, painting, sketching. You're like, should I add some more details? And sometimes that's the worst thing you can do. Yes. And you never know if it's going to be bad or not. Yeah, I've watched a couple of uh, YouTube videos from that channel. What is it? Drawful? No, Drawfy. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, it's just like a couple guys who used to be Disney animators who draw whatever the, their guest is describing. And it's a very good, fun YouTube uh, channel to watch. I think I've talked about it on the show before. But yeah, I've seen it a few times. One of the greatest things about it is watching it. You see them drawing and they draw something and they add a detail that completely ruins the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, oh, shit, and they have to erase, like, half of the drawing and start over. <laughs> yeah, that always trips me up, because in digital work, if you do that, or if you draw something you like, but you realize you didn't center it on the page very well, you can change it. Yeah. And I'm always working in the physical world, and you can- there's no do-over. <laughs> you're going to have to really try hard if you're going to get rid of something. Have you ever tried doing digital drawing? No, I haven't. I've never had the equipment that makes it feel good to do, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. reasonable. It's yeah. yeah, the problem is that usually that stuff is pretty expensive, but like, I don't know, it might be fun. I've done a little bit of it cuz I have a surface so it comes with that pen. And you're right, it doesn't feel as good as drawing on paper, but it is fun that you can like undo things. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to try it someday, but who knows? Right now, I'm just doing my sketches in my notebook, and I'm enjoying that. Yep. So, do you ever do you ever draw from like a model or from life or something? A little bit, yeah. And like these botanical sketches, I looked up some um, reference photos of plants to work mm-hmm. from those, which is very okay. satisfying. I don't know if you or listeners have ever done botanical sketches, but you basically just draw it as best you can, and then once you start filling it in with the colors, it seems like really good. Like, you really are impressed with yourself by that point. <laughs> and it's almost no work. You do it very quickly. So, I like that a lot. I do like in, like, works of fiction, or especially in video games, where, um, you know, the the monster manual or whatever is drawn as if it is, like, an 1800s mm. uh, wildlife survey. Yes. Those those drawings are very cool. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, I mean, a lot of the old D&D drawings look like that because the guys were bad at drawing, um, yes. <laughs> but I still think it's fun. It is yep. fun. So, Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh, man, we did it. Three for three, without anyone <laughs> forgetting. Um, yeah. <laughs> I purchased a new ukulele this week, because um, I had given my other one to the school music club, um, and, you know, I've gotten itch. So I got a a, uh, a tenor ukulele, which is like twice as big as the normal little tiny one. Um, and I've been practicing at that while I watch television. You've been uh, learning the Bob's Burgers theme song? No, it's too hard. Yeah. <laughs> You've been learning uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, because that's what everyone needs to know to, how to play on ukulele. I've yep. just been learning um, various chords and getting good at switching between them so that I can play whatever. Um, Do they make ukulele straps or something? Yeah, this one came with a strap. Okay, I have a ukulele, and I do like playing it every once in a while, but it's hard to play because... With my guitar, I have it. It stays up without my intervention. But when you're trying to switch chords, and like, how do you hold on to the ukulele to <laughs> let it not fall? Yeah, Is that why they're so small, so you can get a really good grip with one hand. But which hand do you? You can't grip it with your strumming hand, and if you're changing chords, you can't grip it with your chord hand either. I feel like you strum by like putting the heel of your palm against the body of the ukulele to hold it to your chest as your fingers are moving. Am I crazy? 
Yeah, I don't think that that works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been a while since I played mine. I, um, my, when I had a little one, I just tied a string around it. <laughs> uh, <'cause, laughs> around your neck? Is that no, you around the ukulele. I had like a piece of twine as a strap because it was really annoying to try and play without a strap. Okay, uh, but where did that go on your body is what I'm saying. Ar- around over my shoulder, like any strap. Okay. Um, and then, uh, this one is big, so it came with, like, the little, the little plugs on it for a strap and a strap. Got it. That's good. Um, it's weird, though, because the, the, like, it's usually you have the, the strap connects up near the top of the, like, roundy body part, and then at the bottom of the roundy (laughs) body part, and it Mm. connects on the side, on the side that is below the neck when you're holding it normally. Yeah. It's not yep. usually how it goes. Can I just say that Roundy Body Part is my favorite 80s professional wrestler? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. He was far too friendly to be a wrestler. Um, That's true of most wrestlers, I feel like. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. John Cena's whole deal is like, listen to your parents and eat your vegetables. Respect the troops is his gimmick <laughs> as a wrestler. He's a real Jordan Peterson of the world of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like that eliminates all of the things that are uh, reprehensible about Jordan Peterson. <laughs> what about all the things that are reprehensible about John Cena, though? Uh, are there? I'm sure there are. Hold on. Must be, right? actor. John like, Don't do this Cena again, Matt. Stop doing to. this. <laughs> uh, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a lot of you-can't-see-me things. Yeah, uh-huh. It makes sense. His neck is thicker than his head. I don't like to ever see that. Yeah, that's <laughs> don't show never me good. Like that. Y'all, in the new Fast and the Furious, he's playing Vin Diesel's brother. Uh, sure, nothing yeah, means no, that anything. doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> nothing means anything, I'm saying. I am gonna say, I'm gonna come out and say, the Fast and the Furious movies are like Shakespeare, where it doesn't matter who plays what role. <laughs> so they could just recast Dominic Toretto in the middle of the series if they wanted? Yeah. Hmm. Does, <laughs> Would it make a difference? No. I'm stunned that Fast and the Furious is still a thing. I've I've never seen even one second of one of the movies, <laughs> and I cannot believe that anyone cares enough about it that they'd be like, oh, there's a new uh, movie in this franchise with the dumbest name for any movie franchise ever in all of history. I, I definitely will have to see that. I think you're not considering how popular it is with so many different demographics and how it doesn't have that much dialogue, so it's easy to be a big Hollywood movie in yep. a country that doesn't It does English. extremely well overseas because yes. it's just, like, the peak of, uh, like, American Hollywood uh, special effects excess. I was talking yesterday to somebody about um, going to Universal Studios in Florida and doing all the different rides, and the ride uh, that I I did I went on a ride because a friend of mine really wanted to, well, a friend, a coworker of mine really wanted to, and <laughs> I was like, from friend to coworker. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I the reason why will become clear in yeah. one second. Um, <laughs> he he really 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 wanted to go on the Transformers ride because he's like an obsessive fan of the Transformers franchise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I guess I'll go on this with you because no one else wants to. That's fine. <laughs> and I did. And it was like it was in another language. <laughs> like, 
Optimus Prime was speaking English, but only nominally, because almost all of what he said made no sense at all. Mm. And then the person I was speaking to last night pointed out, like, that's probably intentional. Like, they want it to make as little sense to every demographic as possible, (laughs) so that they can- you're not missing anything if you're- if you don't speak English. It's the ascemic writing of uh, theme park rides. (laughs) It has the uh, appearance of language, but is not. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Now, Matt, are you sure he wasn't just speaking the Cybertronian dialect of English that you don't- (laughs) you're not familiar with? I mean, I guess that it it was that because all of the words were made up and didn't mean anything in my dialect of English, yeah. but it was nominally English. How much we did also, the plot focus around time cubes? This is important. There, so the biggest thing about the plot was that the the uh, like it was one of those ones where you sit in a car and it moves around in front of a movie screen. You know what I'm talking about? And then it turns into a robot because it's Transformers. Well, that's the thing. The plot, a lot of the plot that Optimus Prime was explaining was how the car that you were sitting in could turn into a robot, but it never would. <laughs> but it chooses not to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> During the ride, it doesn't. After you get off, you see a video of it turning back into a robot, but <laughs> but right now it won't. <laughs> He's just reassuring the audience. Don't worry. Yeah. You're not going to get Do crushed. Do not worry. We will we'll not be crushed to death in the gears of this robot turning into a amusement ride car. Yeah. It's the uh, equivalent of characters pointing off screen and be like, wow, look at that cool monster. And the camera never pans over to it. Yes, exactly. We also talked at length about the absolute outrage of the fact that they turned the Back to the Future ride into a Simpsons mm. ride without changing any of the hardware. They just reskinned it. What? Yeah. You don't know about this? No. I've been on both versions. The Back to the Future one was definitely better. No, oh, yes. The Back to the Future one was very good. And it was, I think it might have been the first ride that was one of those ones where you're in a car in front of a movie screen and the car moves mm-hmm. uh, as things are happening in the movie. And then I guess Universal lost the ride to have a Back to the Future thing in their studios, in their park, because now, like, the DeLorean is in Disney World. I don't know how that all works. But they Mm. changed it to be a Simpsons ride. But it's still a car that flies around. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not a Simpsons thing at all. You can't do that, you guys. It's very weird. Uh, you could. Yeah, it sucks, though. Mm. Fair (laughs) enough. Solve that one. Yep. Um, uh, the other thing I'm doing while I'm practicing the ukulele is I'm watching the TV Land original program, Younger. What's that? Uh, it is a show about a woman who is 40 and divorced and has to find a new job and make a new life for herself. Uh, okay. But she can't get hired because she's too old because she took a bunch of time off from working to raise her child. Uh, so she pretends to be 26 and gets immediately hired and makes a bunch of 26-year-old friends and gets a 26-year-old boyfriend and has to keep pretending that she's 26, even and though she doesn't- been kissed. She doesn't know what Snapchat is, but she has to pretend like she does, and that's every joke on the show. I was gonna say, it seems like a pretty good premise, but I know you said you're not so sure about the execution. Uh, I think that it is- a premise that shouldn't have legs. Um, and so far, they've actually dug more deeply into it than I thought, to the point where, like, she's in the locker room, and the character played by Hilary Duff makes fun of her pubic hair because it's not modern enough. What? <laughs> yeah. What is modern pubic hair? Uh, I think people mostly shave it uh, into shapes or not at all to be yeah, there. that was the 90s. That's wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah, that can't be These right. These writers now. are out of touch. I thought I thought that modern youths were reclaiming their bush. Is that a thing? Um, uh, maybe Not now. Maybe. This show started in 2015. Oh, okay. Mm, all right. Um. Also, is I feel like based on your description and the fact that it's on TV Land, my assumption is that. 90% of the jokes are, oh, man, don't these young people suck, though? <laughs> no, actually, surprisingly. Huh. Um, okay. Weird. It, it, just like it takes the premise, and instead of... Uh, it uses it to highlight the bizarrely large generational difference between someone born in 1975 and someone born in 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, and it uh, then just kind of goes on and is a normal, like, rom-com series. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's created by, I think it's the same guy who created Sex in the City. Um, what is his name? That's weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. Darren Starr. I always thought he did Sex in the City because uh, he was a gay man and he couldn't really tell a, gay, a story about a gay man, so he told the story about these flamboyant women who basically were stand-ins for a certain stereotype of gay man. I don't uh, know. Why is he still <laughs> making shows about women? That he did weird. 90210, Melrose Place, and Sex in the City are his like big ones. Hmm. Um, and then this one, Younger. So, I don't know. Hmm. Um, I enjoy it, except... I read an article this past week about uh, women's hair on television and how it's all the same and fake, uh, and this show does a lot of that, and I can't help but notice it. <laughs> when you say yeah. fake, do you mean wigs? No, I mean, like, there's a specific style of TV hair that people in yes. real life don't have because it's incredibly difficult to maintain in real yes. life. Well, yeah, that's everything about people on TV shows. The makeup, the hair, the bodies. I didn't notice it, though, but it is all the same hairstyle where it's straight until the chin, and then it's wavy, uh, like, for the rest of it, because it, like, you can see the face more easily, and, uh, straight hair is harder on the, like, continuity people. Mm. Yeah, um, uh... I forget when I read this. This was a while ago, but someone called it porn star hair, and I always think of that now when I think about it, because you're right. Every woman has to have exactly that haircut. Yep. Um, and now, it, like, if you go, like, look up a picture of TV hair, um, you will you will see it and not be able to unsee it whenever you watch TV shows. <laughs> All right, I'm calling your bluff, Googling TV hair. Uh, click on the Vox article. Too. No, no. goddammit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I just, I scrolled through the Vox article on this that came out four years ago, and, <laughs> like, they had pictures of some TV shows. Oh, actually, yeah. one of them was, was Younger. Maybe that's why I started watching Younger. <laughs> uh, I think it's actually because it was mentioned twice on the Flophouse, and I didn't know what it was, and I wanted to watch a show. Mm. Interesting. Uh, so, that's, that's my week. I guess let's do a wiki. Yeah, let's do it. I'm sorry that I had three things I did this week. No, it's fine. Why did we ever let Zoe Deschanel be a movie star? Can we talk about this was for she a second? a movie star? I yeah. mean, she was in movies. Yeah, I think she was a movie star. All right. I'm looking at these pictures, and as I'm scrolling through, maybe it's just that I don't recognize any of the other people in these pictures, but I'm like, okay, yes, fine. I see that they all have the same hair. They all seem like normal people. That's fine. And then I see Zoe Deschanel's face, and I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> Something about her bothers me so much. She flew cl- too close to the sun when she started releasing music albums. Yes, <laughs> that's I true. Do not like those music albums. 
What is what is her band? She she and him. She and yeah. him. Yeah. No, he and she or something. It's something that no, doesn't I think quite it's she and him. make sense. It's Maybe she and him. Okay. With uh, M Ward, who's that? Uh, I don't know. What does that M stand uh, for? I think Matthew. he is the he's the leader of the Street Fighter organization. Mm, yeah, and he he does Psycho Crusher. Yeah, we call him in the in the uh, community. We call him Dictator because he has a different name in Japan. Right. <laughs> Oh, uh, stupid. Good, bad joke, stupid. Thank you. Uh, we're all good. I very distracted because Google knows what I like, and the ad they gave me on the page that Jeff Link the page oh, yeah. hadn't opened yet, but it was Dragon Quest of the Stars, Let's Explore the Stars, and it was a whole trailer for this Dragon Quest game. <laughs> and I got um, very distracted. This <laughs> is the Sigma Storm 2 wiki, and I'm not sure if Sigma Storm is all one word because they're not consistent about it on the front page of the wiki. That's <laughs> yep. true. Uh, yep, my heart sank as soon as I saw it was something too, because that is way too granular. Oh boy. Uh, I'm just seeing a plain gray background. Same. It says, Same. Storm 2 wiki in uh, like glowing yellow font on just a blue striped background. Uh, then it says, welcome to the unofficial Sigma Storm 2 wiki. And that is over like a, a sepia tone sunset of like ruined buildings, maybe? Mm-hmm. Ugh, yikes. I'm just looking up the official Sigma Storm 2 wiki real quick, and <laughs> nope, nothing. Yeah, there isn't one. I'm going to try to guess and say this is maybe like a grungy apocalypse punk kind of game, because uh, the sections of the wiki that are like player guides, player resources, they're all on like iron riveted plates with uh, yellow and black warning strips along the edges. Oh, yeah. Dragon Quest of the Stars is a phone game. Yeah, I don't think I want to play it, can't talk about this. So good. We can't. We <laughs> can't so and won't. We can and should, which is why I thought it would be really funny to say I don't there. have an ad for it, so I don't know what you're talking about. I don't care. We need to talk about Sigma Storm 2. Right, okay, I'll I'm gonna describe guess it's the like ad a Mad to you. Max kind of thing. You, what are you guys' guesses? Uh, oh yeah, this is definitely some sort of, um, like, Rorschach test of video game. I think that this is a, um, no graphics or very few graphics MMO that you play in your web browser. Oh, yeah, it's definitely browser because one of the links on the front page is uh, Grease Monkey scripts, which uh. is something that people used a lot mm. in the like uh, early 2010s, I guess, um, as like a way to hack uh, browser-based games. So, also, if it is a Mad Max-style game, Grease Monkey is a really good term. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, <laughs> it's used in every kind of game that was played in your browser mm, in the 2010s. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it's, like, maybe some kind of very low-quality graphics, like, strategy, war strategy game, maybe, like, a tower defense game. It's mm. my guess. There's well, a bestiary, I see. Also, artifact guide. Oh, man, if there's a, if this is a tower defense game, I'm gonna have to start playing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, there's no information about it. The page almost immediately devolves into just ads for other wikis, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, there's <sighs> literally nothing at all about what this is. Yeah. Uh, I went to the Sigma Storm website to learn more. Okay. okay. Uh, you choose one of four unique classes. They are Purist, Soldier, Mutant, and Cyborg. Mm -hmm. Okay, tag yourself, I'm Mutant. Uh, cyborg. Uh, Purist. <laughs> uh, Fuck you, the soldiers. Yeah. Fuck the troops. Yep. 
You gain skills to help you defeat the dangers that lurk within this post-apocalyptic world. Good job, Yay! Louisa. Thank you. Yay, you did it. Um, I don't know what the game is, looking at it quite yet. Yeah, I guess it is some kind of RPG thing. I'm on the SS2 tutorial page that's on here. Yeah, it was so vague that I couldn't figure yeah. it out. I often wonder, I think we've talked about this before, I think this is true of all three of us, but I often wonder if I'm way more adept at organization than a lot of people, because mm-hmm. things like this, I don't understand how you make this and don't take a step back and go, okay, let me describe this in the most basic, like, dictionary definition terms, first right. of all. Yes. And, like, like, at work, I'll run into projects where it's like, wait, 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 let's not do these details, let's step back and start from the outline. Like, no one's starting from the outline a lot of the time. But, in the defense of a lot of these wikis, which I can't believe I'm defending them, but, <laughs> like, unless you're doing a podcast about random wikis, no one is going to the fucking Sigma, Sigma Storm 2 wiki unless they are already playing Sigma Storm 2. Yeah, that's true. It makes it so polished to be like, here we are, these are the undeniable facts about the game. I would like for every wiki page to have as a requirement a section called why you should care about this. <laughs> yes. Where it's just like, here's why I think this is good or fun or interesting. Yeah. Uh, you may not agree, but this is why I wrote a wiki about it. That's all I want to know. I don't I don't need you to sell me on it, but I do need you to make me understand why you cared enough to write uh, how many pages? 6,522 pages. That's a lot of goddamn pages. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, agreed. I'm signing up for Sigma Storm, and I need to <laughs> enter a character name. Okay. So uh, let's, let's cr- brainstorm this. Crom- Cromslore. Uh, C. Uh, Erdrick. I'm looking at H- Jacket's Quest again. <laughs> okay, here we go. C H apostrophe R O M apostrophe S L O apostrophe R. Cromslore. Okay. Uh, Put another apostrophe at the end there. Please. Male or female? Let's go male. Create. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh man, it can only contain letters and numbers. Oh man! Can you all put? Right. Can you make all the O's zeros? Yes. Oh, good. Yep. Uh, I can make both of the O's zeros. Okay, good. Cromslor, <laughs> male create character. All right, good. So I did it. Good so far. Okay, I'm looking at this game now, and boy, it sure is a text-based game. Well, good. Is it? But there's so many graphics on this wiki. Oh, there are <laughs> some <laughs> graphics, but it's like still images that you click on. Oh, Accept yeah. okay. this mission. Uh, there's like a map, okay, with a little animated GIF of, I guess, something that's supposed to represent the character. Is it a point-and-click adventure? Seems to be a little bit of that, yeah. These mm. these images on this website make me think of nothing so much as the Wizardry series of RPGs, it's where you would exactly like, that. <laughs> yeah, explore a, a weird labyrinth with very badly animated. Uh, barbarians or whatever. Yeah, it seems to be a top-down labyrinth made of glowing red circuit boards. My character is represented by a little circle uh, that doesn't look like a character of any kind. Cool. Um, and I have to click arrows on the edge of the screen to make my character move. Um, cool. And it seems to reload the page every time I click on a character, on, a, <laughs> on an arrow to move the character. Right. Which awesome. isn't, that's not a huge problem because it's not like it's taking forever to load, but it's not ideal. Especially not while you're recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's real weird. Um, I don't. Oh no, there's a chat room. Local, 
like I'm in a chat room. Uh-oh. Say hi. Something. Uh, hi. Hi. I'm Cromslore. <laughs> That's my real name. I'm playing this for a podcast. Do any of you hackers as a know joke where to get space some, credits? Do any of you hackers know where to get some weed? <laughs> where do I get space credits and cyber weed? Enter. Anyone playing the new Dragon Quest game? Because that one looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That would be too mean. Yes, to me, Matt. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, a, this sucks. There's a page on here for factions. Okay. All right. And Which one I'm should I join? Trying uh, to figure out, I'm trying to figure out if this is a user-created thing. I think it is. Um, so, like, there's a faction called Dragoons, mm. and a faction called the Gods of Hell. <laughs> Whoa, nice. Yeah. I think I want to join that one. There's also a faction called the United States Marine Corps, which is pretty weird. <laughs> That's where John Cena is. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess these are, like, user-created, uh, groups of of players to hang out together. Uh, some of them aren't coming up with such great ideas, is what I think. Yeah, that's certainly true. I, I wonder about this, because this seems to be an aspect of every, like, casual or mobile game these days. This idea of, like, player factions where, oh, you wanna... If you want to advance in this game, you need to join one of the guilds or the factions or the alliances or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, why? Yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to play by yeah. myself. I'm playing a game instead of living a life. Why would I want to do that with other yeah. people? <laughs> and once you join the faction, it doesn't do fucking anything except you get messages <laughs> from weirdos you don't know. Like, it doesn't it doesn't add anything to the game. I genuinely don't know why people feel like there needs to be a social aspect to every game these days. Mm, really need to uh, relive that high school experience of trying to start playing something, like in gym class, not being yep. good at it, and having other people mad at you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Love to feel that like, way. you're not contributing enough to your faction. Like, okay, fuck, I don't care. <laughs> Matt, you're saying there's no point to it, but the point is that people who make social connections within something are going to keep using the thing. Mm. And that's yeah, but- they're, that's, they're, that's, the game creators are trying to do that without having earned it. Love to manipulate people uh, into being addicted to the game by uh, moving their entire support system to within it. Yes. That's true, but I wonder, is it I, is it worth it given that me, another user who could play this game for a while, as soon as I see, would you like to join a guild or faction, instantly uninstall the game from my phone? <laughs> Yeah, but you're not desperate enough, and they can tell. Yeah, That's true. You gotta be and real I'm definitely money for never it. gonna spend money on your stupid game. Whereas these guilds, I think they probably do. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. Oh, I'm not contributing enough to my guild. I better spend thirty actual human dollars to get a better armor or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Speaking of armor, I pulled up my random page. Okay. Oh yeah, here we Whoops, go. I forgot to copy and paste that for you. I'm doing that now. Oh man, I hate that Google uh, Hangouts hides the chat now unless you click on five buttons. Yeah, yep. I wish Google Hangouts was good instead of the way it is. <laughs> yeah, why can't they just do what is good for us? Yep. I got Stalker Lightweave Armor. Okay. Nice. Item. This this armor helps you to uh, in- invade the privacy of other people <laughs> so that you can get sexual pleasure out of uh, having control over them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, name, Stalker Lightweave Armor. Type, resource, rarity, rare. Uh, dropped by Kin 
Nyo Stalkers, which I guess is an enemy. I will click on that right now. There's no other information about that. Cool. Yeah, they're like um, lizard men. They're gray. They're like mini Godzillas. Oh, yeah. What is the point of having a wiki for a game that has stuff like this on it that doesn't tell you the, like, stats or value of this? Yeah. Like, what is... Can you wear this light weave armor? Or if not, I mean, it says type resource, so... Yeah, do you sell do, it, maybe? I don't know. Do you, like, once you have enough of these light weave armors, you can, like, build a wall out of them <laughs> or something? Yeah, build that mm. oh, wall. extracts into stalker chameleon generator. Don't know about that. And light <laughs> shift weave. So I guess ah. you can break it down into a fabric of some kind? <laughs> chameleon generator. <laughs> That sounds pretty cool. Chameleon Generator uh, is the name of my Electronica group. <laughs> hey, uh, Steve, how come there's so many fewer chameleons in the house these days? Uh-oh, I better go check the chameleon generator. Oh, it's out of gasoline. Oh, uh, this, this is a remake of Waterworld, but instead of water, it's chameleons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so gruesome. <laughs> Uh, so the picture on this page of the armor is a, on my screen, like half inch by half inch square that shows a little, it looks like the discarded skin of like a gill man or something. (laughs) It looks like he's doing one of those Michael Jackson leans a little bit. (laughs) Oh, this is for sure the Kiyinyo stalker. Yes, yes. But this is what the armor looks like. So I clicked on that. It brings up a whole screen with also just a half inch square picture. I clicked on see full size image for that. It is also still a half inch square picture. So I cannot tell what this really looks like. Uh, I think that's what it really looks like in the game. Yeah, but yeah, show- somebody just did a <laughs> screenshot of the game. For Fine. This. Show me those pixels bigger. I just want to see it a little bit better. Show me those pixels bigger. Show me those pixels pretty good. <laughs> mm, is it? Uh, I, okay, I got a random page. I hate this mm-hmm. game. <laughs> Are you still playing it? No. Okay. Uh, I hate I, this game where Matt and I reference uh, theme songs of TV shows you never watched. I guess so. <laughs> uh, okay, I got a page called Viron Vale. Mm. Uh, it is, I guess, one of the areas in the game, like a, a map, maybe? Uh, the minimum level to play this map is 97. Ouch! Yeah, What's the high. maximum level in the game, I wonder? Uh, my Pokemon are only at, like, level 65. Yeah, your Charizard would get blasted by these Kenya stalkers or whatever the fuck. <laughs> anyway, um... The missions on it are Shield of Our Enemies. I don't know what that means or why that would be important, but fine. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it shows a map that's just a grid... With like some some things shown on it, <laughs> I don't know. It it all of the the maps that I've seen on this uh, page look almost identical, except for the like the color scheme is different. Yes, yeah. but they're all varying shades of brown and gray. So they look like a roll twenty map for like doing uh, remote D and D. Yeah, yeah. This is what the actual game looks like, except it's like <laughs> zoomed in. It's just like zoomed in on an area of this and you navigate through by clicking arrows. That used to be the best games had to offer, computer games especially. Yeah. And you know what? We liked it. I mean, like, the the first Fallout game didn't look that dissimilar to this. Yeah. And that was a pretty good game. Uh, So, I keep keep expecting for all these pages, like, a little bit of flavor text, because in most games, if you pick up, like, an armor, like I was just looking at, it would give you one sentence about the armor. And I was looking for information about this Viron Veil gate, 
But there's nothing. There's not a single thing that's like, this is a gate in the community of Viron Vale or anything. Yeah, I mean, it seems like for a game that Jeff said he thinks is mostly text-based, there should be more text. (laughs) Yes. Mm, Yeah, it seems bad. I feel like we're very low energy today. Is that fair? <laughs> no, we're doing great. It's just we've like hit a solid brick wall when we clicked on this wiki and it was for yet another boring game for the type of turbo nerd that we all hate. <laughs> and also are, pretty much. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I've definitely played games that no one's ever heard of to this level of obsession before, so I can't be that mad at it. Mm-hmm. But like, as somebody who doesn't play this game, I just don't give a shit. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm, I also got a random page. Did I drop it in the chat? I think I did. You yeah. did, yeah. Uh, LR15 Semi-Auto Blueprint. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, cool. <laughs> it looks like, uh, it is just a blueprint to make the LR15 Semi-Auto. Which is a sem- semi-automatic gun a, a or something? Rare, a rare weapon. Yeah. Well, we know the blueprint is rare. Is the weapon also rare? I clicked through the weapon. It is also oh, okay. rare. Uh, success mm. very high, which implies to me that you could get these uh, components and items and credits and uh, fail to make the item. <laughs> oh, man. God, that would suck. Yeah, Maybe that would it really means suck. that that's the success you'll have once you're wielding this gun. Yeah, you'll be <laughs> like very successful. <laughs> Yeah, like when you once you have this gun at this game, you'll be very successful. <laughs> I really am pleased that there are credits in this game. Apparently, I was making that up earlier about space credits, but yes, there are money. Oh yeah, credits. did anyone ever answer you, Jeff, no, about where I, you get space credits I, or cyberweed? I closed the tab. <laughs> Damn Uh-oh. it! I forgot that I entered that into the. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sad that it's been so long since we've had a wiki where we could t- might write comments. Do you think they're onto us? Yeah, all the wikis are shutting down because they heard about us. Yep, we're really <laughs> shaking up the whole blogosphere. Yep, <laughs> tearing down the infrastructure like yep. a bunch of hacktivists. <laughs> People like a post-apocalyptic, grungy, like, aesthetic, right? Because yeah. I personally don't, so everything we're clicking on doesn't make me want to learn more. But if these are, like, cutesy things, like moogles and uh, guns that were flowers and stuff, I would be super into it. So is it just that I don't like this aesthetic? Yes. Maybe, but I also feel like it's kind of saturated, and I I don't know what it is about people's personalities that some people like this kind of stuff and some people don't, because I was thinking about this when I was... Uh, I recently was, like, replaying Fallout 4 to see if I would be be more into it this time. Mm-hmm. It's a fine game, but a lot of the game is about building, like, your base and all of the stuff and everything, and it really bothers me that you can make a new thing from scratch. Like, you saw down the tree yourself and make it from wood, and it still looks dirty and old and blasted <laughs> by nuclear fallout and stuff. That's the name of the game, just, Matt. I understand. I just want to be able to... Like, yeah. my ideal would be this whole world is filthy and dirty, but I, the 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 protagonist of the game, can come in and make clean new houses for people. Yeah, you just want something nice. Yeah, right? It's <laughs> just once. everything is so gross and dirty, and I get that's the aesthetic, but I just I just want it to be clean. Yeah. Play Dragon Quest Builders, is what I say. Well, yeah, how about you play Dragon Quest to the Stars? Yeah, I'm Ooh, super into it game? now. I've, I've been hearing so much good stuff about it lately. <laughs> yeah, it's been getting a lot of positive buzz on this podcast. Dragon Quest. Oh, here we go again. The stars, me too. God damn it. <laughs> 
This joke is probably upsetting to the audience, Matt. Yeah, yeah. they probably don't like it. it. That's fair. I should stop. Uh, it's uh. useful when you do it for a man that we're talking about on this That's show, true. but otherwise, yes. um, Dragon Quest of the Stars, huh? Yeah, it's so a what fun kind of game. game. Is it? Tell me about that game. I'm interested. Oh in my god, one. I tried to tell you earlier, and you didn't want to hear it. <laughs> no, Matt this? didn't want to hear it. How about this? It's not out yet. Damn it! God damn it! Oh, my life is over. I can't believe this. Uh, Does it come out? Registration has begun now. Does it come out before Animal Crossing? This is key because if it comes out after, fuck it. I don't care. It can go right uh, to hell. It, February twenty fourth. Oh, it looks like. Okay, I might have to play. I'm going to pre-register for it. <laughs> okay, I did it. Right. Oh man, you can buy all of the Dragon Quests on Android. That's weird. Yeah, I have, like, like, four of them. Some of them are free, which is very weird. It would be nice if they would re-release Dragon Quest IX on a new system. Because I liked that one a lot. It was on the DS, and it was multiplayer. Um, like, you could play single player, but the rest of your party would just be filled with, like, um, like, random hirelings. But if you got together with people in the same room who had the game, you could, you would go play a Dragon Quest game with, like, a party of four real people who you were really playing the game with, like, in real life, (laughs) which was fun uh, the one time I actually got to do that, and I feel like that would be awesome for the Switch. Well, wouldn't that be hard to recreate the game, I mean? Uh, Wouldn't you have to do a bunch of new stuff to make that work? Yeah, they probably have to make the graphics look nice. Are you guys going to play Dragon Quest XI when it's on the Switch? It already is. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Are you playing it? Uh, no, I, I have been waiting for it to go on sale and for my to-play list to become smaller. Yeah. I gotta focus on my energy on Animal Crossing at the moment. But then... <laughs> that game what? that's not out yet. Yeah, yeah charging I'm... up your energy yeah, exactly. for it. <laughs> I have to really focus. Get that mental energy good and strong before the game comes <laughs> Because out. once it comes out, you're gonna spend four days nonstop <laughs> playing it without sleeping or eating. Probably. Yep. Oh, guys, have you seen the special uh, Animal Crossing Switch. I'm not going to buy a new Switch, but it is beautiful. Have you seen it? Yeah, I want them to sell just that, like the docking port thing without having to buy the whole Switch. I don't know if they do, but I, yeah. I'd i be interested in that, maybe. I would love just the light blue and light green uh, Joy-Cons. Yes. They yeah, I just either. bought new Joy-Cons and boy, it's real pleasant to have different ones. Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> what I got the ones did you I got get? the Splatoon 2 orange and pink, uh, sorry, bright green and pink ones. Oh, those mm. I like. I like those a lot. Uh, uh, if they had ones that were just purple, which is my favorite color, I would buy those instantly, but they still don't have ones that you can just mix and match of all colors. Why not? Yeah, we've talked about at length the (laughs) baffling way in which Nintendo markets themselves where they just don't give people the things they want. (laughs) If you uh, order Joy-Cons from the Japanese Nintendo website, you can order them in like two dozen different colors and mix and match them. That sounds very expensive, is it? Uh, I don't know if it's any more expensive than normal Joy-Cons. The shipping must be. They might might just not ship outside of Japan, so you'd have to know someone who lived there and would be willing to send them to you. Damn, this is all bad. Would they they have, uh, like, X, Y, A, and B on the buttons, or is it different there? I don't even know. No, it's the same. Okay. What do you think they would have, like, kanjis on there? Yeah, why not? Uh, No, too complicated. (laughs) Maybe they just have, like, triangle, square, circle. (laughs) They're just PlayStation. PlayStation does. (laughs) That would be funny. (laughs) They're just 
I reskin PlayStation. I'm really uh, annoyed every time I switch to play a PlayStation game because the yes. bot the bottom like yes. <sighs> why is the bottom button go on that one? Is it just because it's go on Xbox? I don't know, but yes, I agree a hundred percent. Like, yeah. well, that's the thing, right? PlayStation and Xbox are both the the yes button is at the bottom, and then the no bot button is to the right. And Nintendo is the only one that has that reversed, and it's fucking maddening. But well, the thing is, on the PlayStation, the way it's supposed to be is the yes button is the circle, and the no button is the X. But they switched right. it for America only for some reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like they, when they first came out with their systems, because Nintendo was around before that, that they wanted to be different enough that people couldn't say, like, oh, you're just doing the same thing as Nintendo. And I think they did it only for that reason. Which is that's fine, but now they're both the same, and now that's the standard, and Nintendo just needs to do it. No, I don't no. want Nintendo to switch. I want PlayStation to switch. Yeah, exactly. I want a PlayStation Switch. Oh, man, yeah, get a roll. reskinned one from Japan. <laughs> yeah. I am very annoyed because Persona 5 Royal is coming out soon, and, like, I would play it, and the way that I played Persona 4 was I played the the normal version on my PS3, and then Persona 4 Golden came out, and I played it on my uh, Vita, because having it mobile was great, and it was, like, a better version of the game, so of course. But they're just releasing Persona 5 Royal on the same platform that Persona 5 Regular came out on. I, I don't want to buy the same game twice for the same platform, you guys. Yeah. Give me a DLC pack or something if you're going to do that. Don't make it at me buy a whole new game. We want you to be unhappy. There are some people speculating that the Persona 5 Royal is just fully a sequel to Persona 5 and they're not saying anything about it till it comes out. Everything that I've seen indicates that it's just like Persona 4 Golden where they just have to be the same game but with a lot more content and new characters and new dungeons and stuff. Which is great. Have they been doing just what Pokemon does where they bring out another version of the same game? Yes. The way they've always done it is the original one tells the core story very efficiently and then the the like special edition version that comes out later tells that same core story in the same way but adds like 50% more onto it of like side plots and extra things. Hmm. Okay. It's great. I I genuinely think Persona 4 Golden is like one of the best uh JRPGs of that generation of consoles, but I don't understand like there's so many cool little quality of life upgrades and stuff that you want, but I just don't want to I don't want to have both installed on the same platform. It just <laughs> seems wasteful. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. What you should have done is never gotten or enjoyed that first game. Yeah, that was your big mistake. (laughs) I guess so. Uh, But then I feel like I would have been distracted when I played the the upgraded version. I would have been like, wait, what's the main plot, though? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Matt, do you ever use the remote play feature with your PlayStation 4? I do, and it sucks ass. (laughs) I've only ever used it in in, in my house, and it worked. Um, it works okay, but sometimes it'll just, like, the video will slow way down, mm. <laughs> or, like, things will happen. I mean, it's just network speed stuff. Like, I can't, I, I'm not comfortable going around the house and being like, I'm gonna turn off everything that uses bandwidth so that I can do PlayStation remote play <laughs> efficiently. You gotta get a gigabit router, my dude. <laughs> I think I do have a gigabit router. Mm. Impossible to know. Uh, I, um, I did that for Death Stranding so I could play for it, play it for like while I was watching TV. 
Did you get that out of the library or something? What do you mean? Get Death Stranding? Did you buy that game? Yeah. What? Why? Why wouldn't I? Oh, it looked like hot garbage to me. No, it's Hideo Kojima. All his games are good. They're not. I I really have never enjoyed a Metal Gear Solid either. Is that the one where Norman Reedus keeps getting his car stuck in different places? Yes. <laughs> his <laughs> car? That's all I, I haven't had, I haven't gotten a car yet. Spoilers. There are cars and motorcycles and stuff, I think. I've just been walking around huffing this backpack everywhere. <laughs> Now, does it count as a spoiler if neither Louisa nor I know what we're talking about at all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I keep seeing little clips of people, like, trying to get their truck out of a, out of a ravine and not yes. being able to do it. <laughs> all I saw for weeks was clips of Norman Reedus pissing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's just a uh, grim and gritty animal And that was before crossing. the game was even announced. That was just because that's what I Google searched. Yeah. Yeah, you're a real pervert about it. It's true. Are you guys excited about Animal Crossing? I don't even know if you guys really like it that much. Me? I will probably get it. Uh, I'm, like, not eagerly anticipating it the way you are, but I played uh, the one on 3DS, and I played the one on DS, and I didn't play the one on Wii. Yeah, Matt. Um, I played about ten minutes of the one on DS and was extremely frustrated about the fact that there weren't any clear goals. Um, oh, so <laughs> I, I kind of moved on from it, but I might try again. Yeah. Well, when you were worried about Persona and you're like, I don't know what the main plot is, you can tell yourself with the Animal Crossing, you don't have to worry about that because there isn't one. That's yeah. not how brains work. <laughs> you can sit back and relax because the- it's just a show. No, yeah, exactly. I need to know what the main plot is, is the point. <laughs> That's the point of it, is that I need to form a narrative in my mind. Okay, well, you could build one of those houses that people uh, put online and get a lot of interest in because they're super creepy. <laughs> I love when people do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I play Stardew Valley, I make it a romance story about me wooing my true love or whatever. I can't just have it be, like, grow crops forever. Yeah, but you gotta be mayor of the towns, you see. Or you did in the past Animal Crossing. Yeah. No. Only in one of them. Only in the 3DS one are you the mayor of the town. Yeah. Tortimer is the mayor in all the other ones. That's true, but he's old. Yep, he had to retire and we sent him off to that island to die. I think a, I think a big part of it also was the fact that a lot of the things you need to do in Animal Crossing don't move you towards any particular goal. I think the thing that turned me off, if I remember correctly, is I caught, like, every kind of bug uh, on the first area or something, and there was, like, a little section that was like, these are all the bugs that are in this, sec- this area, and I worked for, like, an hour to get all of them and fill it all up, and at the end they were like, good job! Yeah. Did you do a good job, though? That's it. No reward. No (laughs) benefit to the gameplay. Nothing changed. What the fuck, man? Give me something. The museum is good now. It's got all the things in it. It's exciting. No, I need to have more. I need it to give me something. So maybe I'm going to hate this new Animal Crossing also. <laughs> yeah. uh, Animal Crossing is kind of a gotcha-pon game, really, isn't it? Because when you go and check like the town dump to see if anyone threw anything cool, or you shake a tree to see if a piece of furniture is going to fall out... I absolutely don't do rare. those things. You're insane. <laughs> but it might be something rare. That's how they get you. It's like a gotcha-pon game, except in most gotcha-pon video games, the things that you get out of it, like, you could get a super rare weapon or character or something that would make the rest of the gameplay different, whereas it's a gachapon game where the things you get mean nothing and have no impact at all on the game. Listen, when I am walking around town in a powdered wig that would cost 10,000 bells if I had to buy it from the store, 
All the animals are impressed. Are they, though? Do they do anything different? <laughs> they clap, and they tell you how good your house is. <laughs> they do. They send me uh, bananas in the mail. <laughs> it's very important. Now, I did not play enough of these games to know the answer to this question, and it might actually make a difference about whether I try this new one or not, so really sell me on it. Is there a way to get a better bug-catching net, or fishing rod, or whatever, to make it easier to catch rarer fish? Yes. In New Leaf, if you catch every type of thing, you then get the golden upgrade of those things. What the- but you've already caught all of them! No, yeah, but when you catch more to sell them, it's easier. Why give me the thing after I don't need it (laughs) anymore? Just like how after you get all the stars in Mario 64, you get a better jump. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why the hell? Well, Matt, you wanted wanted an incentive to get every type of bug. Here it is. And you wanted a reward for uh, doing that. And an upgrade? Yes, that's what this is. But I want the upgrade so that I can plan out, like, okay, here's the group of bugs that's easiest to catch to give me the better net so that I can catch these slightly harder group of bugs so that I can get a better net, etc., etc. That's the gameplay loop. That's how video games work. Otherwise, it's nothing. But this game is marshalling your resources so that you can buy off your house and build a bigger house, or whatever, buy a fancy wig at the uh, store. But does building a bigger house let you do more stuff? Yeah, you can put more stuff in your house. Furniture. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't say have more stuff. I said do more stuff. I mean, you get better scores from the uh, home council if you have better furniture. Okay, yeah, I am not going to play this game. (laughs) (laughs) It might be all different. I actually don't know much about this new game. Okay, well, if if there's some kind of progression at all, I might give it a try, but it seems like there wasn't in any of the previous ones. Fine. But you like (laughs) resource management, so I think you should Yes, but I like resource management so that I can use that to buy things to make my game experience better. Yeah, I guess the subjective part is what you consider would make it. Yes. I don't know that it's subjective. I mean to say, make playing the game easier and more fun. Mm, Yes, I think it's more fun when you get all the pieces to wear a Link outfit and then you can look exactly like Link as you're running around town. Yep. And everyone, instead of going, everyone still just goes Yeah. (laughs) And when you speak to people, instead of saying, oh, you look just like Link, they say whatever their pre-scripted dialogue was anyway. They don't change at all. (laughs) They call me L-Dog because my name is Louisa and I enjoy that. Mm, Yeah, I do like when they come up with nicknames for you. (laughs) And when you can make their catchphrase be like piss or yeah. something so they'll be like hey what's up l dog piss what's up norman reedus piss <laughs> only if you okay, name your character norman reedus talking about jeff is wrong why wouldn't you name your character norman reedus no you can absolutely they'll have a catchphrase like like how moogles always say koopa at the end of a sentence Yes. Some of your Animal Crossing friends have that, and sometimes you are allowed to change it. Sometimes they'll be like, I'm tired of saying frogtacular. Give me something else. <laughs> yeah, but you don't make them say piss. I don't know why you're <laughs> yes, doing you this. Yes, you do. <laughs> Instead of saying, uh, what's up, ribbit, they'll say, what's up, piss. <laughs> Uh, all right. It. Well, I hope you guys liked this episode of this show. The piss that show. Talk a lot about Sigma Storm too. Good. But that's fine. I'm glad. Uh, if you did like it, please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, please 
Contact us if you'd like to to say more. We're on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. You can also join our Discord to talk to us directly. Uh, To get to the Discord, you can message us. I'm on Mastodon, and you can find me at MattHeron at Mastodon.cloud. I'm also over there on Mastodon. Type the URL into your page, Mastodon.cloud slash at JK. You can also go to Snapchat and Instagram where you can find me at JeffJK. Um, that's, That's both of my things. All right, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All righty. Well, thanks, everyone. Please come back next time. In the meantime, I'm tired of saying frogtacular. <laughs> Piss. <laughs> oh, boy. It's always different, but you know it's never good. <laughs> Jeff, you cannot have piss as your new cat says. Uh, I'm sorry, but the player character changed it, so... <laughs> Until someone else on the same save file comes along and changes it, it's what it's gonna be. (laughs) 